Well, Ernie's and Bert's, we've done it again. I didn't have anything to add. I, my brain just panicked. It was like, be cool, go with this bit. And I was like, get it, get it. Be cool. <laughs> uh. Listeners, about a year ago, mm-hmm. Paula and I made a bold claim that we were going to invent a new holiday. And I want to be clear that, like, now, with a year of, you know, memories, of lessons, of thoughts, I'm seeing what a wild thing this was to attempt. I can see that we were not emotionally ready. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big responsibility. And frankly, we were kids. We were kids. And in these (laughs) unprecedented times, we were not, uh, we didn't think, enough ahead we didn't grow with the holiday necessarily necessarily um and we also uh did not think about it until a few days ago that we had in fact invented hello earnest the most earnest spooky holiday and um yeah and and then once we got to talking about it we had a lot of questions for each other like should we do it again and and most importantly what did we say last year (laughs) wait what was that bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were the rules? Also, the pressure question, do I have to listen to the episode again to know what we did? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember skeletons. Yeah, but that was like bones and that was a couple weeks ago, right? <sighs> Josh, I don't know. Yeah, as soon as we record these, out of my head. Yeah. Very gone. It's like therapy. It's like when you go to therapy. Yes. You say <laughs> it and it's out. <laughs> Right. The, yes. <laughs> the goal of therapy is to get it out of your head and never act on it. A little butterfly and it's gone and it gets out. You don't have to think about it anymore. Yes. Yes. Um, I do remember one fact, which was that you gave out dictionaries. That was one of the, you gave very earnest. No, I didn't give it. Oh yes. That was one of the rules. Yeah. Yes. One of the rules. Yeah. So folks at home, if you've been planning hallow earnest, feel free to message us on, on social media with your celebrations. Otherwise we'll be, uh, celebrating Hello Earnest in our hearts, but no not round. talking about it. It turns out the real Hello Earnest was inside us all along, you know? And just, yeah. if you're that desperate, just re-listen to the old episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you bullying our, <laughs> you're hey. bullying our listeners? <laughs> you're negging them into doing something that they may want to do. <laughs> oh, go ahead and re-listen. And then while you're at it, why don't you write yeah. a five-star review? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, oh, why don't you get paid for your job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, there was not a lot of planning that went into it. Josh and I have been very busy with with an exciting project that we will talk about next week. Yes. <gasps> Can we say that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But I... Uh, so, so we're going to talk about other stuff, but maybe pretend that we're wearing witches hats while we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that I've got a fake mustache on. And it's unrelated. <laughs> exactly. I just <laughs> woke up today and was like, today's a mustache day. You just found it. You know, um, I went through my closet this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Famously. <laughs> I found multiple fake mustaches and fake mustache cards separate. So they were used fake mustaches. <laughs> And I was like, what is my life? Like, I have a problem. <laughs> I think you don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> 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 um, 
It's true. I keep so many things that I should just throw out and Marie Kondo out of my life that I'm like, well, that could be a prop someday, though. (sighs) But what if I want to do something fun with this? But also, we're not allowed to go outside. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just covered in fake mustaches. (laughs) Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk with you about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. But not hello earnest. Not hello earnest. <laughs> so that you may have thought that's a topic of today, and it's it's absolutely not. <laughs> we will never talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Paula, what's our topic this week? Our topic is jazz. <laughs> do, do we have to say, do the like horn sting every time we say jazz oh my god this episode would get so annoying so fast yep (laughs) we would we would see the metrics of people being like all right well they made it uh four and a half minutes (laughs) yep there was a four and a half minute intro but they did make (laughs) as soon as we hit the real stuff they were like i'm on i'm I'm only in this for the intro (laughs) uh jazz 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 (laughs) that's an incredible nickname josh what is your relationship with jazz if i may be so bold as to ask yeah, it's a uh, it's intimate, but um, I will. We're getting into uh, it. Yeah. Um, I am my relationship with jazz is kind of like my relationship with grilled cheese. Mm. In that, that is, people say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> in that, I know I like it, and I know I don't like the like crazier versions of it. I like like a. Like a pretty standard grilled cheese. I like a pretty standard jazz because I don't think I can understand intellectually Mm -hmm. like a like a French onion soup grilled cheese. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because the classic is really good. But also, I'm not having a grilled cheese every day. So every time I'm like, huh, maybe I should make a grilled cheese. That's about how frequent I also am like, hmm, I guess I do like jazz. That's beautiful. That itself was jazz. Thank you. Jazz can be anything at all. And that was it. (laughs) <laughs> that's the definition of jazz yes anything at all anything at all yeah i mean i like i like jazz i like jazz influence stuff um i really like kind of like jazz standards that's really kind of sappy and 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 dumb no, but no, i no. love like a yeah like a george and ira gershwin kind of like yeah. classic jazz standards that's absolutely your energy yeah 100 <laughs> yeah we didn't have to tell us we all knew <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's surprising that I don't have it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh uh the like the album that has take five on it, you know, mm. the intro to jazz, jazz song. Yes. Um <laughs> the jazz song that I have that is harder than a jazz standard, but everyone is like, Oh, I like jazz. I like take five. I actually uh, like the uh oh god, who does take five is David Dave Brubeck. Dave Brubeck. Yeah, I like the non-Brubeck version. Mm, I like it when they get a little bit more avant-garde. Yeah. Um, Paula, what's your relationship with jazz? Oh, Josh, I went through a jazz phase. Really? I guess you are talking to me, the queen of jazz. Wow. Uh, Well, I was uh, in jazz band for six years. Mm. And I was mother-forking into it. (laughs) I mean, I, I was doing solos. I was playing in like honors jazz band i wow. thought to myself i thought to myself several times i'm gonna be a jazz girl and what instrument saxophone alto saxophone wow and also the sexiest instrument the sexiest instrument I was, I, it wasn't like me i uh had like an amazing amazing uh band teacher 
in high mm-hmm. school. And he used to be a professional jazz musician. Mm-hmm. And so um, every year there was like, um, oh God, this is going to get like so into the weeds. Every year we had like a big jazz concert, like a big sexy night of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you called it as underage a, a big kids? sexy night of jazz. And um, it was a huge deal. It was at the roller rink. And the roller okay. rink would be closed and then you would sit there and they would bring in, he would bring in professional jazz musicians mm-hmm. to teach us. And I mean, I was like, there were some people in my band that were like amazing. Like we were, for being a very small rural high school, I mean, we were like cool daddy You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's actually the birthplace of a golden generation <laughs> of jazz musicians. And they would bring in. Um, for like two days, these professional jazz musicians to work with us. And we didn't have to go to like all of our classes and it was just workshops and it was very cool. But like, we thought these guys were gods. Sure. We were like, these are the coolest people that anyone has ever seen. And we worship them. And then it's like, in reality, they were just like middle-aged dudes in like like wearing a lot of leather with like a lot of facial hair and always a pork pie cap. Yep. And we were like, they're the coolest people anyone has ever seen. And they're just gigging. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also funny because you could exp- you could sub out jazz there mm-hmm. for Chicago improvisers. <laughs> yes! and, and it's just like that weird sense, that weird <laughs> phenomenon of like people who are famous to a very specific geographic and niche community. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, yeah, and and people that like uh like perhaps other groups in their life, like their parent might be like, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Are you doing okay? Do you need some money, sport? Yeah, you exactly. Next twenty, but then like on the other side, we're like, they're the most famous people alive. <laughs> yeah, I would do anything for them. Yeah, all I want to do is kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and then I was like, I'm going to be a jazz girl. And then I went to college and I never picked up that saxophone again. Mm. Do you think you could still uh, wail on a on a hot lick Ab- right now if you like picked it up? Absolutely. You know what? I rescued my alto sax because it was in my parents' shed. It's in the other room. Would that be good audio? Should I go grab it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll try it out again. <laughs> Just careless whisper for an hour. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you just do the soulful uh, saxophone solo from uh, Bruce Springsteen, that Bruce Springsteen album. I know I'm naming non-jazz saxophone yeah. solos is what I'm realizing right now. That's okay. So you're you're telling me you're like thinking of like a Charlie Parker type situation. It'd be a good jazz. Um, you know, I did when I when I rescued my saxophone, I like brought it out. Um, not in my apartment building. I'm not that mean. But who rescued whom? Who rescued whom? I I brought it out and I was like, sick, there's still a reed in here. And I put that thing together and I was like, boop, 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 like messing around. And then I realized later, like that reed has been in there for 12 years, just soaking in dried saliva. And I, we're in COVID. We're supposed to be hyper aware of germs. And that just went out. I was like, oh, sick. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you can't, Paula, you learned the first lesson of jazz, which is that you can't stop the jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to me being like trying to do my solo and getting like half the notes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, fuck, fuck. (laughs) 
No, no. How do I do it? Nay. <laughs> um, now, Josh, I when we were talking about what a jazz person looks like, <laughs> which is cool cat. Yeah, there is a facial. We've talked about this. Like, there is a facial hair that is like if you're a jazz musician, you probably have it. Yes, the, it is an actual goatee. An actual goatee. If you see someone with that, you can bet that they know how to wail on a horn. Yeah. You know? So let's figure out what other facial hair is associated with other genres of music. Sure. Definitely. Definitely. I think, yeah. And if we expand it to hair, too, um, mm. jazz also has the ponytail. A masculine ponytail. A masculine ponytail. A masculine yes. ponytail. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. Well, I think like country is obviously just going to be a huge mustache. Country one. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, it's like, yeah, mustache is important to that. Mustache is also important to big band. Or s- slicked back hair. For yeah. Country. That's also, yeah. Fair that's really and like, greasy. Yes. Yes. Which it shares with 80s pop star. Mm. 80s male pop star is also slicked back hair. Yes. Yes. A wild slick back. Yeah. Now, what I was also thinking about was um, powdered wig for, mm. like, you're there with your harpsichord mm. for your classical music. <laughs> <laughs> like, powdered wig, frilly shirt. Yes. And I hope they still wear that in concert. Yeah, exactly. Do you think, like, okay, in the past, would we think of music pre, like, I don't know, 1900, 1920? Sure. Or, like, yeah. classical, period. One type, but like they probably had other genres of music, right? Yeah, well, technically, classical is only a certain amount of, of and- uh, period, but yes, but colloquially, we call it classical music, but yeah, no, there's different, like, there's you, very, you know, people were like, that Mozart shit sucks, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a, I don't know, go, no, name another composer, please. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> Beethoven bop. Beethoven bop. Well, but here's the thing that I sometimes think about is like before we had recorded sound, Mm -hmm. everything had to have been out of tune, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like there was no one checking it. So like you think about your like your medieval bard minstrel who goes through the town and regales you with stories of heroes our future job yeah yeah <laughs> when when all of society goes down josh and i are hitting the hitting the yeah. town there once was a show <laughs> called the bachelorette <laughs> and this is season one <laughs> shot for shot <laughs> exterior mansion memo pulled up <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to leave the bar. We're like, yeah. not quite yet. We haven't hit commercial break. <laughs> Remember the cavemen? They were a Geico ad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we're making a joke, but yeah, like that's all I'm going to be good for in an apocalypse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even play a lute, so I'm just <laughs> following you around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the I'm the assistant to the loop player. <laughs> um, but my gotta... future in apocalyptic society is just unpaid intern. <laughs> hey, Paula, in the apocalypse, it's just intern. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, they had to have been out of tune. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything had to have been out of tune. It had to have been like only people, like a small percentage of people who had perfect pitch were like, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> Like, that's why we know Mozart and Beethoven is because, like, they're the whatever percent of people that actually had perfect pitch so that, like, Beethoven could write music and be like, I can't hear it, but I know it's right. Unlike these other fools. (laughs) People were going to concerts and it was just like, "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) (laughs) they were like, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're the professionals. (laughs) It's like. You know how when you go to a concert, or we were allowed to go to concerts, let's pretend we can go to concerts, and everyone's singing along, and, like, the singer is on tune, and everyone around you is somewhere near the pitch, kind of, but imagine it's flipped, where, like, that's on stage. (laughs) Now, have you ever been to a concert where somebody is singing directly in your ear the whole time? Mm Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I went to a, 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 okay, not to brag, not to be Little Miss Chicago, but I did go to a Florence and the Machine show at Lala. And there was this girl, it was her first concert, like 13 behind me. And I was like, that's cute. How sweet. What a good concert. And then the entire time she was just in my ear, completely tone deaf, screaming along. The dog days are over. Like <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> But can you imagine somebody singing along like that at a classical music show? Do you think they sang along to Mozart? Twinkle, 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 twinkle. Somebody's in front of him being like, Is that Mozart or is that Beethoven? This is not the right words. Those are not the right words. Yeah. I will say there is some Mozart that has words, but <laughs> yeah, not that anyone knows. No. What? Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, so like Requiems. Okay. <laughs> Get in line, Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sure, I mean, like people have always been people, right? So there's always going to be somebody singing along. That's just annoying as hell at these Mozart concerts. And then there's just always going to be somebody with like, Yes. Someone's opening their bag of like crisps. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, stop it. I like the idea of like very proper, like legginged, uh, frilly shirt, powdered wig made up yeah, people exactly what I'm in wearing. the audience oh. being like, ooh, swing that, Mozart. <laughs> I liked his old stuff. Yeah, right. I knew Mozart before he was big. Now, I mean, again, another another thing that happens at concerts that I'm assuming is not new is groupies. Yeah. Right? Now, were there... Was Has that always been a thing? Like, do you think there were groupies, like, traveling around from place to place with Mozart's crew? Like, pulling up in a carriage that's, like, tie-dyed on the side? <laughs> traveling the country? So you're... So he, so you went straight from Mozart to Fish is where we went. <laughs> well, they're, they're deadheads, but for Mozart. But for Mozart, yeah. yeah. Um, You're like, we're the real fans. I have two answers. One is less funny than the other. The All less right. funny answer is uh, maybe the answer is that they had patrons at the time. Mm-hmm. Like they literally had people who were like, oh, make this art for me. Yeah, but, but I don't think deadheads or like those type are really patrons, right? Right. Because they're like, 
they're just diehard fans. It's not about the money. It's about the beats. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's about the experience. I, I mean, they had to have been. There had to have been, like, just, like, jaunty bourgeoisie who were like, oh, I've seen Mozart live every time he comes into town. Yeah, well, you know some of them were being like, I'm not going to work a job this year, and I'm going to travel if around it. <laughs> <laughs> Behind it. Behind it, Mozart. A um, huge flag in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Fully shirtless, Mozart's face painted on it. Yeah, that's actually why most of the, uh, most revolutions happened, is because there was this the excess of <laughs> wealth going towards groupies <laughs> now i have a question for you paula absolutely throw it out mozart mm-hmm. and some other composers too famously famously mm. became famous when they were children mm. is Child mozart stars. is mozart the first boy band <gasps> wow i think there's a lot to unpack because now they were children when this happened Mm -hmm. They were both a boy band, but also child stars. Yeah. Like that's kind of the worst combat. They were the first Mickey Mouse Club. Mm -hmm. You know how like the the revamp of the Mickey Mouse Club, it was like Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. That was Mozart. Yeah. It's the Mozart Mouse Club. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe like the Micketh Mouse Mouse Club. (laughs) Also, like... Because we have the gift of hindsight, we're able to be like, these are his greatest hits. Yeah. But I love the idea of people being like, he was much better when he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, people probably hated the new stuff. Uh, yeah, I love, yeah, exactly. They, they, went concerts, the old stuff. <laughs> they went to concerts yelling whatever the equivalent was of Freebird. Yeah, Ina Klein and music. <laughs> Oh God! Just or, a full. What if he was doing the boy band dances during? Yeah, well, he's in between the. He's got a head mic, but it's just it's just makeup, like eyeliner with like the you know how you would have like the the mole that you draw on. Yeah. He drew on a head mic. Now, I don't know a lot about Mozart, but I do know he was kind of an asshole, right? Well, you would be if you were a child star and part of the first ever boy band. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were like seven and the hottest thing in all of Europe. Like, but do you think that like some, now some people had to have been like, Hey, it's weird that he's seven. Right. Yeah. I think that's a whole appeal. No, like, but don't you think some of them were like, Oh, shouldn't we find an adult to worship? We, we've never felt, uh, in in modern times, we've never had that kind of remorse. That's true. Think about Justin Bieber. You know, I Jackson five. That's true. That's true. That's true. So Josh Linden. Who Paula do you Skaggs. think? Who do you think the thank you? Who do you think the 2020 version of Mozart is? Like, which very talented child are we? Is everybody like worshiping? Maybe a TikTok kid. I'm not on TikTok. I feel very old. Um, maybe uh, that like white girl who does all the dances. That is everyone on TikTok. <laughs> God, I fa- I sound like I'm like 50, right? <laughs> like it's really how quickly it went from like yes, I am aware of like Snapchat and I get it and like this is a thing to like TikTok is suddenly like couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean Justin Bieber's too old, right? So he's yeah. like, he's like And he's too religious now. He's really religious, which 
famously was not a, I don't know, Mozart thing. Yeah, well, Mozart, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I would agree. Sure. Let's I don't go know there. shit about this. Okay. So not, not Justin Bieber, because he's now an adult. Oh, you know who it is? Who? It's, uh, is her name like Nandi or Nandi Bouchel? The like little girl in England who plays the drums and is really good at playing the drums. Mm. But she seems actually very talented. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She seems incredibly talented and right. like very earnest. Follow her. She's awesome. She's like did a drum battle with Dave Grohl. It's very right. cute. Well, it's her and Jojo Siwa. Those are our yeah. <laughs> those are our two re- Mozart replacements. Yeah. Girl power. <laughs> yeah. Paula, I have a very relevant question to ask. Absolutely. We're nothing but relevant on this podcast. Yes. We are on topic and informational always. Mm-hmm. We live in the city of Chicago. Thank you. <laughs> um, there is also a musical a jazz musical t- entitled Chicago dun, dun, dun. you know I think it's one of the best musicals it's a really good musical really good yes but all of the things you've said so far are correct yes so there's a scene a very famous song in the the Musical and movie musical, Chicago, Cell Block, Cell Block Tango, which is about all of these women who have been locked up for crimes that they allegedly didn't do. Yeah. Um, Paula, what crime did you allegedly not do? <laughs> if we're in Cell Block Tango. Yeah, we're in the, he had it coming. He had it coming. And then it, it, the, it, you are then in spotlight. And it, Paula Skagg there. I just got so nervous. <laughs> It's like five, six, seven, eight, Paula. Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's like, wait, were we supposed to come up with a dance? <laughs> when did you guys do this? <laughs> Hold up. I've just been like reading books. Were you guys choreographing and writing a song? I'm trying to use this time in prison to better myself. I'm doing like 20 sit-ups a day. <laughs> You guys didn't tell me we were doing this. This is embarrassing for me. (laughs) And then I try to improvise it. And I'm like, I guess I can do it. And then I'm like, well, I went to the store and I bought some poison and I fed the poison to a guy I didn't like. (laughs) It becomes very folksy. And then like, then it just gets back to the like, in the um, I'm not done yet. He ate the poison and he died. And now I'm here in cell block tango. They're like, you don't name the name of the song. We're not They're like you weren't supposed to confess. Yeah, we're in fiction. And I saw all these other women do their crimes too. And they talked about it. And last night at dinner, that woman, that woman, that woman that woman <laughs> all told me that they did their crime <laughs> i'm an informant i'm getting a deal <laughs> this is not the same thing that you said before <laughs> i like the idea that in the background the entire time it's just a full-on like jazz like the the hi-hat thing and like just like random bass hits like, like <laughs> as it's going 
<laughs> just immediately throw them all under the bus. Yeah, exactly. Because the song is about solidarity. And you're like, <laughs> hold up a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I don't know for sure, but Ivanka definitely killed her friend. <laughs> she just has that vibe. <laughs> I like the idea that you don't know, but you're spreading gossip about the other ones. Roxy came in here and she seems really suspicious to me. <laughs> <laughs> you all in the audience feel the same way. <laughs> You're the proxy for the audience breaking the fourth wall the entire time. I think that there's more to this story than these women are letting on. It's like a very, very on-the-nose Greek chorus where you're like, (laughs) you are in the story, but you're also commenting on the story. I feel like when they say, I didn't do it, Maybe that part's not so true. <laughs> it might be an artistic choice by the by the lyricist to make to show a story that they really did do it. It's called dramatic irony. <laughs> My verse in the song. My verse Your- in the song is five full minutes. Yeah, and really, and that's the crime that got you in there. <laughs> Being too literal. Also, they all have like these very like sexy jazz dances, and I'm just like clapping. <laughs> Not on beat. <laughs> just like when you feel like clapping to accentuate a point. I'm trying to do a dance I saw on TikTok, but I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Is this flossing? Do they call it flossing? <laughs> What's the 20s version of flossing? <laughs> Listeners at home, you didn't see Paula like kind of move her hands in a Vogue esque pattern That's while she did pattern. that. Um, Josh, what would your thing be in the cell block tango? I think it would be like me convincing, my, knowing that I didn't do the crime, but somehow convincing myself that I did do the crime. <laughs> <laughs> like slowly, like a slow like descent into like, well, but maybe I. Uh, memory is memory so fickle and like uh, <laughs> sometimes we create our own memories in the way that we want to see them and like uh i definitely was in the kitchen then the knife had someone else's blood on it but like it could have been me <laughs> you're crying and crying <laughs> hold up yeah wait, wait. <laughs> these women are like very like fierce and like sexy in it and you're like I might have done something bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, go back to them. They're very like I like you don't need a straight white man to be in this song. Like this is the <laughs> point of this song. I think I have some stuff to process. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Do you think yeah, like, <laughs> Do you think there were a couple of people in the Cell Block Tango gang that they were like you got to get you you're not you're not keeping up. They kicked them yeah. out. That's us. There's got to be reasons why only the in the fiction of I like to think that you know from a dramaturgical perspective. Sure. Musical perspective you're bringing to it all. Yeah. Uh, Musicals are like the reason we have songs is because they're the emotional moments that a monologue would serve in a play. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a moment of like using another. Uh, medium to express emotion and and theme, mm-hmm. right? But I like to think 
that in a musical that is actually happening in real life and they'd have to have choreographed it and they have to have done these things. So to your question and your point, Paula, why did these women get to have solos? <laughs> it's like other people, they're like, yeah, I like put them through a cheat. It's through like a meat grinder. And it's like, <laughs> that is too gruesome. It doesn't have the upbeat feel that we want for this jazz song. And also, you're not keeping up with your beats. Yeah. And Betty, <laughs> you, you're, you're, uh, your shuffle steps are looking pretty, pretty weak. So <laughs> you're not going to, you're just going to have to pose in the background on beat. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> also think of the logistics of uh, having to like get all those lights into the cells. You know what oh, I mean? Like, cause God. you like have to go in while the prisoners are there. Well, I'm sure it's like any high school musical. Like some people wanted to be on the center stage. And then when they didn't get that part, they just want to be involved in some way. Sure. You know, sure, they, sure, sure. they still want that production value. Yeah, sure. They're committed to putting on a good show. Yeah, imagine a jazz prison. Not that prisons are necessarily good, but like imagine jazz prison. Necessarily good. You're like, they might be. <laughs> no. <laughs> For-profit prisons are terrible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a jazz prison. Well, I'll tell you what. Can I tell you a true story of somebody who should be in jazz prison? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what if I just redid the story of Chicago and you're like, oh, okay. um, one time I stayed at a hotel. Thank you. It was for work mm -hmm. in um, Raleigh. Remember that? Remember, Remember that? traveling for work? I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. This was years ago. This was an old job. Um, it was, and I never went on business trips. So it was like, I was very excited and we got to stay at a nice hotel. And there was, they, when I checked in, they were like, oh, if you want to join, there's jazz on the roof tonight. And I was like, oh my gosh, pretending like I was going to join, knowing in my head, there's no way, I, no way in hell I'm joining. And got back to my room at like 7.30 or 8, and I can hear the jazz clear as day. So I was like, okay, well, it's, it's early. And then all of a sudden it was 9.30 or 10, and I could hear the jazz clear as day. And then it was 1 in the morning, and the jazz is still going. And I like hate being that person, but I called downstairs and I was like, Hey, it's one in the morning on Thursday. What time does the jazz end? And essentially the answer was whenever the jazz wants to end. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, when I tell you, I could hear like beat for beat. Paula, I think you're, you're, Biggest mistake here is that you tried to control the jazz. And you can't control the jazz. You can't control the jazz. If there's one lesson I hope our listeners walk away with, it's you can't control the jazz. You can't control the jazz. Yeah. That sucks, though. I would be so angry. I was like, and it was one of those, like, 5 a.m. flights. So I was just like. Oh, yeah. So you're, like, trying to get to bed early, too. Yes. And, like. Yes. And it was it was such a cool, bold choice from the Hilton Hyatt. Yes, sure. Like, brand. <laughs> I, I, also that like what if they were like was this a one-off or was like nope this happens every thursday it seems like it was an every thursday thing i feel like it would be like yeah TripAdvisor. it would have very wide range of reviews and <laughs> that like some people are like this is the best hotel i've ever stayed in there's jazz all night long and other people being like this is there's jazz all night long i had to get to my meeting <laughs> I mean, it was such a bold choice. First off, in Raleigh, North Carolina, in like the business park district. Yeah, the heartland of jazz. The heartland of jazz. And like for a place that people do go to sleep. Yeah, maybe only to sleep. Perhaps some might say only to sleep. 
Um, so that's kind of a lesson of jazz. Yeah. Uh, hey, Josh. Yes. You know, the word jazz can be used in many different ways. That's a fun, yes, a fundament. <laughs> You've hit on a fundamental truth of the English language that sometimes words are other words. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite uses of jazz is when people say they're going to jazz something up. Mm. So I thought it'd be fun if we um, went through maybe some boring scenarios and talked about how we would jazz them up. I love that. Thank you. And listeners, if any of these are good, feel free to use them at home. Oh, and send us a pic. Yeah. Board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so my first one, let's just do something like really boring, like getting your taxes done. How are you jazzing sure. that up? And when I say jazz something up, I mean like let's like bring in a little party, bring in a little pizzazz to it. Jazz it up. Jazz it up. Jazz it up. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking like maybe you dress up to do your taxes. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like maybe you put on a suit and you're like, I'm, I'm a business boy or business gal yes. today. And today I am doing money things. <laughs> and I say, um, you should do all your taxes in pink glitter gel pen, the jazziest <laughs> of pen. And your accountant keeps going. The IRS will not process these. Yeah. This will not count. And you will go to jail. And you're like, da, da, da. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, same goes for voting. Please don't use anything but a black pen. Please don't use anything but a black pen. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that feels pretty good. Yeah, that feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right. What's another boring situation? Um, like you're just taking a neighborhood walk. You know what I mean? You've got your mask mm -hmm. on. You just needed to get outside today. I got it. Pockets full of glitter. Okay. So you're kind of you're kind of shuffling it whenever you go. You're kind of tossing it on people and places as you walk by. Mm. I mean, the neighborhood's a mess that it's going to be covered in glitter for a long time. But I mean, how fun! <laughs> sure, sure. But are you dressed up in any way that makes it seem like you're celebrating something and bringing joy to others? Or are you just throwing glitter at them? I'm just throwing glitter aggressively, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a glitter crime. Yeah. Like a, like a, um, oh, what is it called when some, oh, a van, like a vandalizer. Yeah. Yeah. A graffiti, yeah, yeah. a graffiti girl, but with glitter. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Mm. I, I have one. You're on a road. Like you, um, times are different. We're in, we're in the before times mm -hmm. and you, uh, are getting a ride somewhere mm -hmm. hours away with a person you don't know well, but you do know that you don't really have a connection with them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you're going to a wedding and the, the, and it's in Michigan and it's like a three hour drive and like, yeah. it was easier to carpool. Yeah. And the, the bride was like, Oh my God, you know, my like best friend, like she's coming to the wedding too. You should just ride with her. And you're like, Oh great. Three hours with this person who there's just, they're just not, you know, you try to start a conversation and they're just giving you yes or no answers, no music, nothing. How are you jazzing that up? I mean, the answer is you fall asleep, but, uh, how am I jazzing it up? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. I think you have to like when they go low, you go high. Um, and by that I mean energy. Um, so it's like you just aggressively start playing the license plate game with yourself, mm. or like the try to find signs that have all the letters of the alphabet. Like you do all of the road trip games, mm -hmm. and if they're not going to join, they are going to be a part of it. 
Now, okay, I love that. Now, Josh, I'm going to need you to bring some more pizzazz into it, though. Oh, I was thinking you just do it really theatrically. Well, okay. So yeah. then singing? Like, real, yeah, like, really, like, you're you're just put on the character of, like, someone who's going to be having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. You keep going, woo! I think, um, to take a page out of your book, oh. I think you just show up in a cowboy hat. You know what I mean? Now, how you is that taking up? a page out of my book? You've taken multiple trips where you just have a cowboy hat. Well, I keep one in my car. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but you're not taking your car. No. You're taking their car. I'll bring my emergency kit. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like you you know there's not going to be a connection, so you just come in and like maybe you have two bags, one of which is the clothes that you need, for like a garment bag for this wedding, and the second yeah. is a garment bag full of fun costumes <laughs> so you can do a quick change in the back. <laughs> Or at the rest stop while you go get, like, you know, you refuel. <laughs> I love it. I think that's going to do it for I us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening for another week. We really, truly appreciate it. Yes, very, very much. Uh, we're going to go to our signature weekly segment. Earnest moment of the week. We have... Any Matua that slid into our Being Earnest DMs. You can find us at Being Earnest Pod on all social media from an OG listener, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. She is on Instagram at Joe Vouse. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. J O V A U S E. She sent and us. She has the cutest cat in the world. Oh, the cutest cat. Oh, my gosh. She sent us a post, which I am going to DM to you now. Paula, because you haven't seen this, from John Travolta of a lovely dinner that he is having with, or lunch, I should say, with Guy Fieri. The two oh, of them have started a friendship. I would love nothing more than to, I, I mean, I would hang out, like, I would love to join them, but if they won't have me, I would love to serve them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just would love to be a presence of that. Look at that. Lunch with Guy Fieri, what a guy, a start of a wonderful friendship. And Guy liked it. Mm-hmm. Wow, but he did turn off comments, so I can't, I guess, voice my opinion on that one. <laughs> can't sound off in the comments. Wow. You can't put a you should kiss in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the invite, jerks. <laughs> Paula, do you want to do the uh, the, and I want to leave this in, do you want to do the thank yous, but I'm going to do a little kind of like, jazz drums underneath it i love it um yes so um thank you as always to our good friend ryan cruz for our beautiful logo uh you can find her on instagram at, at rb cruiser and of course thank you to dylan dutch for our incredible theme song he is on twitter at, at dylan dutch and please, please please check out his wonderful music project death love that made me so nervous. It made me feel like something bad was going to happen. Mm -hmm. It was like, there's somebody creeping up behind me. Yeah. I guess I could have also just done like a... I like this. And until next week, just remember, uh, we were into Mozart before he was cool. Thanks, everyone. And happy Halloweenist. Our Halloweenist episode. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Why not be earnest?